As I search for the white dove, I wonder if she searches for me. Or if my hopes are Now, now, Mingus, my question to you, or my next question to you, right? I have two more questions. Um, these are actually the scripted questions now. <laughs> Salutations, mortals, and welcome to From the Jump. Today, we have this creative that, like, man, I don't even know how to describe this man, but hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me just say one thing. This man, when I met him the first time, Mingus, like, like you released, I think this was nine years ago. Nine years ago, you released, I can't remember what track it was, but man the grittiness of it the flow of it please introduce yourself to these people let them know who you are my brother <laughs> yo yo what's up what's up this is mingus man um cape town mc writer dj producer you know i do a lot of that stuff um emceeing is still my number one passion although i haven't been re releasing anything um that's just where the culture is at right now you know but yeah. uh you know yeah writer's block founder uh crew from cape town hip-hop legends basically um, yeah, I've been doing my thing for, for, for a long time, man. And, uh, I left SA about, I don't know, what is it now? It's like 10 years or something. I can't remember. But yeah, it was, a, it was about 10 years ago. I remember yeah. that. It was like, no, no, not 10. Eight, eight yeah, yeah. Somewhere yeah, around there. Eight, nine, I don't know. I, I lost mm -hmm. track of time. This whole 2020 situation got us confused. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I'm based, I'm based in the Netherlands now. And I got my fam here, so and I'm doing everything that I do here in the Netherlands. Um, planning to visit home at some point, especially after this craziness. So you know, um, yeah, man, that's yeah. me. You know. All right, all right. Let me let me let me get into it. Let me get into it. You know, you just jumped like through two, three questions right quick. Yeah, I love it. I love it. No, but that's you know, because as you said before we started the interview, you know, these these interviews this from the jump thing that i'm doing is basically the conversations we always as creatives have is just nobody else gets to see it you know and hear it and and and, and understand what's going on so yeah now um my first question for you right is uh, or not first question is if you could just let the people know how it was because when you moved to the netherlands originally it was it was for studies right yeah it was the north yeah, 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 a bit of both. My uh, move because of my fam, um, and then at the same time doing studies. So it was just continuing where where I left off. So um, yeah, that was eight, eight, nine years ago, something like that. Yeah. So, now, so when you when you got sorry, sorry, no, no, I, I interrupted you. Go on. Yeah. So yeah, at that time, I think because um, yeah, you know, I had my my daughter, right? My daughter's about yeah. eight now. Um, and so, yeah, basically, you know, <laughs> baby mom's like, yeah, no, I want to, I want to head back to, to the Netherlands and maybe it's a, an option for us just to raise our kids there or whatever. So I was like, I, um, and I had been to Europe before, like I lived in Berlin, I lived in Sweden and stuff like that. So yeah. I was like, yeah, you know, I got some people that I can make some more moves. So it wouldn't be that much of a foreign ground for me. So, mm -hmm. and then I skipped and then, um, yeah, I, this is, this has been home ever since. Yeah, no. Nah, so you actually haven't been back to South Africa since, have you? Nah, I have. Um, I was back 2012, and then for okay. sure. But you know, when I do, man, it's low key. 
<laughs> yeah, it's just for the it's for the fam. It's not really to be you know out your whiling nah, or nothing like that. No, 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 no. It's all like you know, I keep it low key. That's how I move. Um, you know, and I'll see peeps. Like I might run into you. You never know. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't make announcements. <laughs> now, when we first met, it was actually a really, really crazy time. Um, I don't know if you remember the first time we met, but uh, it was. I think I was with Jimmy. I was with Flex at. Uh, uh, one of the vinyl digs parties on the rooftop. Remember with the like fake grass? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah, shit. I think it was around the corner from uh, Shelf Life. That's correct. It was around the corner from Shelf Life where they were having those things. I think it was, I can't remember which day it was. And I can't, it was a, it was a woman DJ. I can't remember her name right yeah, now. But she used to spin on, on, on the vinyls and it was only vinyl. That was the whole thing about vinyl digs. Like those, those parties were all DJs had to only play vinyl. Yeah. That's the day I met you. On Loop Street, right? Like uh, close to Shelf Life upstairs. Yeah, I remember those times. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Now, uh, <laughs> why I bring this up is because you weren't like somebody that would be seen at all of the parties, you know? You weren't, you weren't somebody that would be seen at all of the hot spots all the time. So like, was, was Vinyl Digs because of like the type of culture and type of music that it was like trying to break through? Was that why you would more or less be seen at more of those places because i mean it's not at that time you were already big it's not like you know you were really up and coming anymore <laughs> like people knew who you were you worked with international cats all the time yeah you guys like you really move different so that's yeah. my question is like was it was it more like uh, i really fucks with this because of the theme yeah. of it or what was it? yeah it's it's a, a combination of a, a couple of things um it is a bit of that like there's there's certain things that speak to me like um you know as far as creativity and stuff like that or what people are trying to do and especially in cape town man the people that know me will tell you like i've always been the guy supporting a lot of a lot of stuff and a lot of people so whether whether i promoted that or not like but if you knew well those that know me know i was always behind the scenes yeah. like you know doing stuff so those kind of parties were were for me also dope and also because with the people you know like uh the vibrations, you know, um, and all of that stuff with the people I get along. So it was like, all right, okay, cool. It's nice to see like different concepts touching on different things come up and I would check for those. Like, gotcha, um, gotcha. so yeah, it's, it's, it's always what I liked about Cape Town is there's a lot of creatives there. And the only thing, the downside to that is there's a lot of creative things going on, but then it can get like, you know, overwhelming. Uh, yeah you know and like one is there and the other one is there you know so but anyway i at that time man i i, I was always be behind the scenes and like i support a lot of people and stuff like that and it, like the people that were playing they're like jess and them and stuff like that they, ah, that's just cross that was yeah. her name thank you she was getting into it you know what i'm saying like it was yeah one of the first times like DJing and stuff like that. I remember we used to play at the waiting room and she came to me asking, what is that song? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, you know, it, it's, it's the, it's the people, it's the, it's the, it's the concept. It most importantly for me, it's always the music. You know, I like, I like, I like, you know, good, good music. Good music is always one of those things, man. I mean, it... again, no. Can you, can you hear me, Mingus? Uh, it's like you're cutting in and out. Oh, I can see you now, uh, but I can't hear you. Can you hear me? Uh, hold on, hold on. It's, it's about to jump back in. I can, I can, this, this happened earlier today. 
okay. There we go. There we go. Oh, there we go. Yeah, <laughs> this happened like while I was while I was on with Laz earlier. It happened as well. But you know, as you were saying, like you know, the 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 supporting of other artists and 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 things that you really vibe with and vibrate with, right? Um, leads me to another question, which is the collaboration aspect of it. Um, as I said earlier, like you, you've collaborated with a lot of great artists, um, varied artists. You know, um, I remember you. I think it was, yeah, yeah, you, Camo, Ill Skills. Uh, I can't remember who else was on. That. I think Youngster was on that video. It was a crazy video that y'all did at some point. Um, how, how important is collaboration uh, to you? And and how throughout your career has it been like? A real point that you've made to collaborate with certain people, or was it more of a thing of nah? I just want to do me for most of it. Mm, um, I guess I guess for me it was always a thing to work with other people. So if you if I trace back everything, right? Like so before I was comfortable getting on the mic and like you know I was I was hosting open mics, you know, mm-hmm. and then I got into radio and even that on radio my whole attitude was like, okay, it's the platform. I need to get the dopest people that I know on the platform. So even when that radio show was called LiveWise, you know, even when it blew up and I would get calls like, yo, there's these top guys coming in. They want to do an interview of your show. And I'm thinking, man, you know, I would rather give that to Dream on Scott than give it to, I don't want to name names. You know what I'm saying? But like, I would rather give that moment to them. Than, and this is what I'm talking about in the very beginning. Everybody's still, you know, like, so I was right there. So, um, so working with other, like I, I could do my own thing, but I enjoyed because it's, it's when you meet, you know other people that are very creative like it also pushes your creativity so that's the thing right so you steal sharp and steal so if you want to be dope you got to really fuck with people that are dope that's how you elevate and it's it's for me it was competition but at the same time friendly competition i didn't hate so and so because we're in competition it was like oh man like this dude is dope i I gotta try i gotta get him i gotta get him i gotta do my own thing you know what i mean so i was always collaborating in that sense so for instance, by the time I formed the writer's blog, like the original idea was that, um, so at that time I had met Confab and I knew Vernon um, through Cyphers, like just, you know, and I knew Matabs also through Cyphers and we knew the same gotcha, people gotcha. that type of vibe. Uh, but Confab and I clicked because me and him are just, you know, <laughs> we were the same when he came to analyzing rhymes and like, you know, rhyme schemes. Uh, we, we would talk for hours nonstop, just how rhyme schemes go, you know? <laughs> so me and him like yeah, that. No. And then, um, you know, and then I was like, all right. So at that time, because I was before Writer's Block, I was with the archetypes and then I, you know, that mm, didn't work out. Right. I moved, did, did my solo stuff. And then I met these dudes, like I said, you know, I thought they were ill. So I wanted to do a mixtape, actually. Okay. Uh, so I was going to call the mixtape Brothers Block. And then and then I wanted I wanted to have these cats now that I, I'm, like, hanging out with. So the confabs or whatever. And, and what most people didn't know is Ben Sharper was also po- supposed to be in that. And, uh, ah. Yeah, yeah, he was supposed to be in that. Okay, and, got you, got you. And we clicked so much, then I, I was like, and I was already recording stuff with, with the cats, you know, that I was going to make this mixtape. But then I was like, nah, 
this is it like this is my fam like these cats are my fam like so then i flipped it and i was like now nah, this is it guys and i told them we all we created this is it this is the group you know what i'm saying so that formed and then even when i was doing that so now i'm meeting other peeps like for instance um that confab knows or, or viscus knows or, or my tabs knows so now i'm collaborating with other people and it's like just connecting dope dope cats to dope cats yeah and a grow, growth of network right there grows yeah and that's the thing so so going from you know open mics and the radios and and it was always collaborating so for me it's always been like that that's because it's uh like i said man still shopping still so it's more of a i think if i was on my own just doing my own thing and not really um uh meeting up with other people or doing stuff then I, i probably wouldn't be as good you know what i'm saying Yeah, so so collaboration I think is a good thing and I think for I maybe it, it resonates with other creatives too like you whether you're a graffiti artist or break dancer because you you can think your style is dope but then there's always someone dope you know what I'm saying so you got to mm-hmm. you got to be open like that like so you got to be open and like meet other people and see what they do not not to copy or anything it's just like yeah. test where you, you are to, compared exactly. to you know what I'm like, exactly 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 you never know like that that thing will push you so like with my crew with the writers block it was like that every time we wrote tracks man <laughs> everybody was like all right what angle you going to come from what are you going you know what i'm saying like yeah no no nah, nah. that just like all right cool you know I right, this dude might come like this so if he spits his you know now now just 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 building on that right it leads me to the question that since you've been in so many different industries you know you've you've worn so many different hats from radio from okay well you never stopped wearing them i'm i'm just saying you know you've you've put on so many different hats and moved through so many different circles um was there a point where you were like you know what there's an opportunity here but I, like you know when you do an opportunity cost you you got to give up one to go for another one was there a point where or, or which one that you can remember um that you had to give up was one that you like damn i should have i should have maybe gone with that one <laughs> you know yeah. is it one that you regret like letting go yeah i mean like for instance the radio thing was dope you know um and it was it, it happened at a time when and like Cape Town needed it you know what i'm saying like i, I mean we had we had like for instance Jane and we're doing head warmers Uh, which was late at night on a Friday. I was doing the live wire stuff like earlier in the evening. Yeah. Um so so cats used to like come in there because around I think around if I'm not mistaken 9 or so would be done and then it's not you can go to town, you know. Then you saying? can go party. <laughs> party, you know. So uh where's head warmers it was like midnight stuff, you know what I mean? And you had to be there. And it's in Salt River. So it's like how do we get to Salt River? Still is and you still know? is. You know, well, if it's still at midnight it's still in Salt River for yeah. real. So and if you don't have a car and you wouldn't have cars at that moment so it's like mm-hmm. man, if I go to Salt River how do I get back to the party that kind of vibe you know what I mean? So yeah. um yeah, man I I think I think I I did that for like 3 to 4 years and then and then I went into the live scene you know where I, you know yeah. not started doing hosting parties uh, professionally and stuff like that. But I I I feel like man if i stuck with that cuz things were starting to happen but then i maybe I, yeah maybe it's my person i got bored easily maybe perhaps i don't know 
or you know, yeah, I got enticed with other things, and then I was like, you know what, let me just go. But if I look back now, it's it's something that I'm like, man, okay, maybe I, that's something that I could have just stuck with and continued, and you know, who knows? Uh, you, you know, but I mean, if you did, also in hindsight, I mean, or, or or right now, if you look at it in another way, would you have would you have done the other things you would have done? You know what I yeah, mean? If that's exactly the thing. So at the same time, I might say that, but I don't. I don't regret anything. That's the thing. Mm. Like, um, I see things as a journey, and and it has twists and turns. You know what I'm saying? And and I, exactly. for me, it's never. It's never a like fuck. I you know I messed up or, it's like I because everything teaches me right. Like for instance, right. the stuff and all of that. Like today work to my benefit, like with all the things I do professionally for work here in the Netherlands and stuff like that, like that, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like, so exactly. it's, 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 it's not for nothing. You know what I mean? Like, um, so I don't regret anything. So, I mean, me leaving that to do other things like the live shows and stuff like that, open up other things and you know what I'm saying? So yeah, yeah. it's all good. I don't regret nah, No doubt. No, no, no doubt at all. And, and that leads me to this question, right? So, um, when you when you moved to your stage of of you know actually being out there on the live scene, um, and being out there at Zula Bar at the waiting rooms at the whatnot, what was for you when when you had to be up there? Which was your favorite venue? Like which was your favorite venue when you when you knew like damn tonight's that place is gonna be ruckus? Like I'm gonna enjoy that one. F- favorite venue. Yeah, that, that you like, because I mean, you it's not like you only hosted one or two shows. Yeah, right? yeah, I know, I know. That's, that's what I'm saying. It's you making it hard for me. I won't me. say favorite party. I won't say favorite party because, you know, then people are going to feel some type of way. Like, yeah. nah, he said he wasn't, you know, but like favorite venue to actually be at, oh, which man. would also basically be like, which party? Is yeah, it's tough, dude. You know why I say it's tough? And I'm sorry I cannot answer this question in like black and white, like straight like no, that. No, 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 go. Because even... I remember before we took hip hop to Long Street and all that stuff, like we were doing stuff in OBS. So there was like this place called the Armchair, you know. I can remember, yeah, I can I remember, remember the armchair. crazy, crazy shows we had. In fact, there's one that popped up to my mind now, like the, the, the one. So OBS um, used to have like the OBS Fest back when it was mm-hmm. the shit, you know. Yep. I don't know if it's still going on now with what the case is, but man, it was a time that was like the thing. And so, uh, Riders Block, my crew, we got booked to do the a, a set uh, that night. And man, that that shit was bonkers, yo. Like, it was it was mad. And then I can tell you about, for instance, um, the 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 shows at Zula, like the ones I did with uh, Blue and Exile or John Robinson. Yeah. You know what? I mean, those things were off the chain, like, um, and then there's another one that I will always, this one, like, you know, as a creative, if you meet another creative that you grew up looking up to or listening to, yeah. and, and that person tells you, yo, you dope. Yeah. And, um, this is um, Kenny's party. This was uh, Party People. Uh, and mm-hmm. Kenny brought, Kenny brought uh, Babido from Stretch and Barbido, right? Stretch and Barbido show, yeah. So Kenny brought Barbido and I had to open up and I did that show. I did my thing, killed it. But when Barbido came to me, man, Barbido came up and says, yo kid, you're nice. Dude, <laughs> I, I lost my shit. I, I lost my <laughs> shit. 
that, I'm like, yo, that's, you know, that's Babito. That's Garcia cucumber slice Babito. And I was like, yo, this dude is like, yo, he's giving, he's like, man, you, you nice. And he's kid. giving you props yeah, like on the spot, you know? That shit blew my top, man. I was like, damn, all right, okay. And, and you, you know what that does? It just, for me, it's just, yeah, it's yeah. solidified a lot of shit. And it happened again when I was, um, again, Kenny, <laughs> he brought Bahamadia, J Live, um, Master Ace and then. And then when I got off stage and uh, Bahamadia and, and Jay Lai were just like, yo, dude, like, yo, you're super nice. That's why that night I did the joints with Bahamadia because ah, Bahamadia yeah. was like, yo, who's who's the nicest in Cape Town? And Kenny was like, yo, get this dude. And then, um, yeah, and that's how I got on stage with Bahamadia doing the, the, those joints. So, man, and, so and, and that's why things, you know, that's why I cannot choose one because it's like, there's, 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 um, different time frames, different, yeah. yeah, got you, got you. But that brings me to a very interesting question, actually. Okay, wait, wait, before I get into, no, no, let me start with that question. Let me get into this question and then I'll go to one of the scripted questions since we haven't done one yet. <laughs> 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 so, um, the, the question I have for you is like going from having all of these events, you know, like these milestones, like, and that's, these are artists that, people really wish they could they could work with that they could you know just be seen performing in front of you know what i mean um and then for a while being like hold up i'm gonna step back i'm gonna step back from being a performer and i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna go back into my toolbox of skills and do something else that choice like talk to me about that my brother talk to me about that choice (laughs) so basically man it's 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 a it's a case of you you grow up you know what i'm saying and like i've i've i think the reason why i've worn so many hats and did so many things again part of it is maybe because i get bored easily and also i don't like the whole what i call a tread treadmill lifestyle like so uh yes i was fortunate fortunate enough to be you know in those positions where i could you know um collaborate and do all these things and even overseas back then i would you know i would travel overseas and do shows and all that kind of stuff but um there was a point in time in my life like basically the announcement of my daughter like that just changed the whole landscape like um then i that's what i mean by growth like now it's back then i could do shit because it's just me (laughs) like hey it's just me i can do whatever i want but then when that happened like when i knew i was going to be a pops i was like all right okay what's my move you know what i'm saying so um but it was it was it was a hard decision you know like Mm. okay i'm gonna give this up and stuff but the thing is that's the thing maybe most people don't know about me is that i've always been like that like i started shit you know from nothing you know i've never been afraid to be like i because it's been like that since since i was a kid you know yeah you don't Uh, see it you create it yeah you know what i mean like so i i've always been like that so when it came to making that decision i was like all right cool that's why i was saying like i was like "Ah, i was already doing stuff overseas i've already lived in berlin i've been in sweden whatever whatever um so the fact that I had to move and give give my K-Town vibe and life up for, for this, I was like, I wasn't afraid, man. I was like, I right, you know, I can I can start some other some something else over there. You know what I, I mean? I mean I mean you've created so many different lanes for yourself. Yeah. To create so, another one is just to create another one. 
Yeah, but to answer your question, it's 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 a, it's it's growth because mm. if I look back now and I look even today and I you know you go on social media and check up on people what they're doing, yeah, yeah, and I find some people are doing doing the same thing that I was doing ten years ago, and I'm like, yo, um, you know, this thing's supposed to move. You know what I'm saying? Got That's you, what you. I mean by treadmill lifestyle. Like, mm. I feel like you're moving, but you're stuck in the same place. But you're stuck in the same place. Yeah, yeah got so, you, got you. So when I see people trying to do shit that I was doing back in 2000, who knows what? And I'm like, yeah, but who's? There's got to be something new going on. Not, I'm not saying everybody's like that, but because I know there's a lot of dudes that are trying to that 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 do like dope shit and and you know yeah bring, venturing out yeah you know which is which is what I like but I'm just saying at the same time I do see some other peeps where I'm like oh man come on you know like because I'm no. rooting, because I'm rooting for that you know I I want to yeah. see I want to see movement I don't want to see you like just stuck in one place you know what I'm saying so exactly that's what I mean but I, I do get I do get what, what what you're saying I mean it's a, it's a thing of and that was actually going to be my next question to you it's a thing of of you know. Are people as creatives uh, venturing out into different, you know, um, expressions of themselves, or are they just staying in the one lane that they've created for themselves? Because sometimes that lane ends, but it doesn't mean that your creative journey ends, you know. Yeah. But now you're stuck in this lane, so you're not allowing yourself that that avenue to grow into the next creative. So I totally get what you mean. Uh, that, and that's why it was going to be my question to you, but you just answered it. <laughs> one of the scripted questions. You're not learning anything. You keep getting the same questions from life, then you're not, you, you didn't do something different. You're doing the same shit, so you gotta change it. So, so we were young, we were doing all this stuff. Yeah, we were young doing all this stuff. So for me, I, the, there needs to be a change, a switch that, that shows progression, you know? So whether it's going from radio and then doing live stuff and then maybe even getting on TV or something, it's just growth. Now, you know, speaking about taking you places, back then, um, I remember I was having this conversation with Jimmy, which I will have with him another time again, but back then, you guys literally used to bootstrap. When I say bootstrap, like, y'all have a show in East London, you, then, then you have a show where, and y'all are bootstrapping, like, okay, let's jump on a bus, let's just do whatever. Talk to us about, like, because that's the, that's the non-glamorous stuff that, for yeah. us as creative is, is glamorous because it makes memories, you know? A yeah. lot of creativity, like like creative pieces come out of those aspects. Can yeah. you can you speak a bit to uh, some of that bootstrapping experience that you guys wow. used to go through? Yo, man, I can tell you, dude, like uh, when nostalgia hits, people hit me up. Like, yo, man, I remember you did this and you did that. So, so we had Cape, Cape Town a lot. But then we were like, all right, let's, you know, East London wants us, wants to hear from us. You know what I'm saying? Like, maybe we should go, you know? Um, so, you know, and when those, when those, you know, when that, when they, people call and, and, and they're like, yo, all right, cool. We like to see these cats because they always heard us, but never seen. See, so, yeah. Yeah. So then it's like, all right, cool. How do we do it? Where do we stay? That kind of stuff, man. <laughs> Especially when you, you know, in the, like I said, we were kids. So in the beginning, we had no, you know, some of us had no cars. We just, you know, university and all this yep, shit. Yep. Like, so how do you make this happen? Like now, it would be a different story now, you know? I'm all grown now, I got my own shit. <laughs> so if someone calls me like, yo, all right, let's go to, you get, you got a show in Spain, I know how to do that. Like, you know, and set myself up, blah, blah, blah. Right, no right. But back then, this is what I mean by learning as you go. It's mm -hmm. like, how do we do it, blah, blah, blah. You know, and I remember one time we went to Grahamstown, to the Grahamstown Festival with the, <laughs> the Pirates blog. 
and we luckily i guess it's summer you know what i mean and um but we, we were able to camp and then and then we camped out um because everybody else was camping you know like camping out yeah <laughs> we came from you know outside of of Grahamstown for the festival so we were camping but then when we made sh- we made sure that when we got there um uh so we if we had two bookings we'll try to get the other ones so we let the music gotcha. Gotcha. and our skill speak for itself so basically if we did the one show like i right, cool and people come up like yo that was dope blah blah like right, cool do you know another spot like maybe a bar whatever what's going on like we'll right, jump right. on that we'll do that you know what i'm saying like mm-hmm. so that's the bootstrapping and like figuring out yes you're going somewhere and you don't know the the area you don't know the people you don't know yeah. what the fuck's going up on you there you're going to try and make the most of it anyway and that's exactly. that's that's what it came down to you know um so, same thing with the east london's and joburg it was yeah always oh, like a hustle like i right, cool but the thing is when you're dope and people respect what you do you those avenues will open up people will call you like oh shit okay this cat's here let's hook some because we did the same thing in cape town like so i don't know if a doomy or someone came and like we'll be like i right, okay um let so and so is here so let's let's hook up something on this day so that you know homie has a spot to do something you know what i'm saying so right, so yeah that's right. that's how it worked man. like you know um but obviously that that had to come from respect and people knowing uh what you do um it's yeah you know you put in that work and then the same thing uh if you if you if you put in that work then the rest sort of opens up okay cool cool okay i can hear you too all right now we're back <laughs> um so like from going through the bootstrapping process and being like all right cool we got this one show we know is guaranteed we, we, we we're going to do that one and then hopping on and at least taking you know like taking that leap to be like hold on so y'all like our shit like where's the next part we can go perform at bring your peeps through oh y'all like our shit over here where's the next part y'all can you know and then from that going to be like yo when people come through to where we're at let's put something out there for the homies you know let's at least you know try and be like yo come through and slide over here we got we got a platform for you and I say that to say that from your own experiences basically what you're saying is you you created a platform that wasn't there before because you understood yeah. the hardships of it right yeah and that's what I'm trying to True. get at with like the, these these type of like from the from the jump interviews is that as creatives whether you're a big time creative whether you're an up and coming creative about about taking that um risk and that leap to say let me create it let me see right I think as a creative you have to even if you think I'm um, you know people are not going to get get my shit or whatever like fuck it you know just, just <laughs> go out there create it could be a new app you never know you know what I'm saying like exactly. um you know no one started off just no one started off just ill like that like boom you know what I'm saying like we all had to pave the way somehow learn it yeah it's like I said yeah learn it man you learn as you go just make sure when you do that you take in the learnings and you learn from it and you and you you know you build on it now now mingus my question to you or my next question to you right i have two more questions um these are actually the, the scripted questions now give me a right so the the one is this is the most important question of the entire interview right this is the one that i really need you to focus on okay superheroes versus supervillains which side and why do you choose that side anti-heroes like Wolverine and all those guys go with the villains got to choose a side got to choose a side you name one that i really like and that's the Wolverine 
um, but I'll I'll choose another. One. I don't know. Uh, let me let me think. And you got to choose a person. No, no. I mean, you need to choose a side. Like, are yeah, you with oh, the superheroes I, or you with the villains? Choose, side, choose, choose. All right, let me see. Let me see. Because you know what? Like a lot of a lot of the super villainy is misunderstood because the story is not told. You know, the hero side is always told. You know what I'm saying? Like that's 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 always in the forefront. So you don't know what the Joker story is. You just yeah. know that Batman's got to fix shit. You know what I mean? Got so you, got I feel you. like I feel like. I feel like the super villains are, uh, are misunderstood. And then once you understand their plight, you might even side with them. So with that, I would say this, because if you notice my album, I called it Beneath the Underdog for a reason. Yep. You know, because again, it go, it ties into everything I said in this conversation about uh, me being behind the scenes and always helping out. And like, you know, because I was always pushing for the underdog. like. That's why I said to you, remember I said to you earlier that, you know, I would get a call like, hey, can you interview so-and-so who's already an established artist, but I would rather give that to a Dream on Sky who was coming up at that time. You see what I'm saying? Like, so um, I always had that chip on my shoulder in that sense. Like, so I was always for the underdog, like, and I always felt Cape Town was the underdog too, because what was going on at the time was like, Joe Burke had, you know, the, the commercial backing. Yeah. You know, and yeah. by financial backing, I mean financial backing, and so they could do things. And and no discredit to anybody's hustle or how they did it, right? I'm not. It's not about that. I'm just saying. Yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. They, they they had the platforms and everything. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. but Cape Town and nothing. We were dealing with a bunch of just red tape shit. You know, from racism to we can't host this party here. You know, yep. all those kind of stuff. Like, yep. Pe- yep. All but, of that. If you go back to about live shows and like yeah you went to a live show and you saw blue and exile but you have no idea you know how, how the, the struggles it took for us to to make that shit happen you know like so we were doing all these things you know and um so what i was trying to say is that you know jovic sort of kind of had their platforms but cape town always we were we were known for being being dope but still just we just couldn't get to that that commercially viable that level commercial. you know what i'm saying like yeah. So, I mean, people will come from Georgia just to study what we do. Whether you're a graffiti artist, uh, a, a DJ, B-boy, you came to Cape Town because that was the mecca. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, because like, it was like a melting pot of creativity. Exactly. You know? So, so to, to answer your question with the hero and villainy, I will just say this, that um, the villains are usually misunderstood. Yeah. Man, you just said you're going to be with the villains, basically. Your whole explanation of the underdog is to say you're going to be with the villain, bro. Yeah, yeah because the story is not, it's, the story is misunderstood or it's not told, you know? And and that's not yeah. the fault of whoever's watching or listening, but it's, you know, sometimes, like, I'm that way, right? Like, mm-hmm. I, I don't, I don't, like, I don't go out, and, you know, make announcements or whatever. If shit happens, I'm just quiet, you know? That's just me. Yeah. So yeah. a lot of people might have perceptions about me and what I do or what I did. In my head, yeah. I'm like, I don't give a shit, right? Like I just <laughs> who I am and what I do. So I might be the villain to someone, but that oh, person, yeah, no. you see what I'm saying? Like, so you don't no, know, definitely. Story, but you might know the story of someone else because they speaking a lot and I'm quiet. Yeah. So, so, so I'll tell you I'll tell you why I came up with this question, right? And why it's the most important question of the interview. Um, it's it's generally because. 
couple of years ago i don't i don't even know what it was about but i came with this it just hit me you know like everybody is the villain in somebody's story nobody can be the hero all the time it's a lie in somebody's story like superman goes and he saves these people what 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 and you know he puts us down and he beats this guy but that guy just fucked up an entire building bro all my possessions like my life savings was in there and i can't get that shit back because superman decided you gotta kill this motherfucker, whatever it has to happen, you know? You the villain in my story, Superman. You ain't my hero right now. And then again, like, you know, if I if I flip this out to some something maybe some other people might understand, it's, it's kind of like PR in a way. Like, um, you know, some people want to control the narrative of whatever mm -hmm. it is about them, yeah, right? Whatever happens. So they go out, they they will talk and like, and, and you should, in a way, I think, yeah, sure, fine. You could do that and maybe you should, I don't know. But I'm the type of dude sometimes, and I'm like, ah, why? You know what I'm saying? Like, fuck it, okay. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not gonna. Yeah, waste sometimes she's gonna slide. Yeah, you know, like fuck it. You know, like I'm not gonna waste all that energy trying to correct my appearance or whatever. I don't know. Anyway. Then yeah, no, I got you. I got you. No, no, <laughs> I, I definitely got you on that one. Now, I know there's gonna be a lot of people watching. You know, like up and coming creatives and such. What would be the one piece of advice? Because I mean. Besides the fact that you've given <laughs> this whole interview is about advice, you know what I mean? But what would be the one piece of advice that you would give an up and coming creative in any industry? Just that one, just one piece of advice that you think they should really take to heart. Yeah, man. Um, it's it's growth again. Like just continue and, and grow. Like um, and you don't know everything. Like you may think you but you don't, you know what I'm saying? And then you exactly. may think you're the dopest, but trust me, there's someone better. So all of, I guess in, in our whole conversation right now, I'm being consistent in the sense that everything touches on whatever I've said in the beginning, right? Oh, so no, definitely. That would be that would be my advice. It's just just grow and, and keep growing. Like, don't have that treadmill lifestyle because you may think, because, you know, the treadmill analogy is so on point in the sense that you really because you feel like you're working out I man you're moving you, you know you're and working bro and you're working you know what i mean Sweating. but you're not moving <laughs> True. but you're not True. moving so i would True, say man. Really, man just grow with everything that you do just grow and and it's not easy you know um you're gonna be down and that's the thing that most people that consume what we what we produce don't understand is that it takes energy, it takes effort, it takes mental health, it takes all kinds of shit. And then you might break down and want to stop. So yeah. I've been there, a lot of us have been there. But you know, if you can pick yourself up, you continue, you grow. See that 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 breakdown was a growth point. So if you can combat go. that, you come back, you move on. You see what I'm saying? Like so Agreed. that would be it, man. Just continue, continue and then grow. Just move forward. Interview. I want to let you know. You see, this is how it happens. We already had like an hour, almost, <laughs> and like it was supposed to be twenty minutes long. <laughs> but brother, thank you so much for doing this, man. Like, like for real. I, I, I know that it's when the when the request came through, it was also a bit of a what. But I was like, look, man. I know people are gonna get insights into this. They're gonna understand different things that are you know coming from behind the scenes that they don't really get to see. So. And, and I say that to say, you know, I know I've learned some things, you know, that I didn't know because I really didn't know that you were on radio. I only knew you as an MC. But then again, I'm not South African. I was I came in in like 2006 or something or seven or somewhere around there. Um, other than that, man, we're yeah, we all good. And I'm happy. I'm happy to do this again. It's you know, it's about it's about, um, yeah, supporting each other. It's about 
um, if someone's creating something and then like, yo, you know, you, I've been that way, man. I, someone hits me up. I right, cool. What's what, what we no doing? All right, let's move. You see, that's no just doubt. me. No, and I, and, I, and I fully agree with, with, with doing creative works that way. I mean, that's why I love to collaborate with people. I truly, truly, truly believe that we learn so much from each other unknowingly just by being in creative spaces. And yeah. it's not a thing of like, oh, do for me and I'll do for you type of thing. It's a thing of put it out in the, in the, in the universe, you know. I, I do, and maybe it will be carried forward on another one and another one. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been From the Jump. This is Mingus all the way from, where in the Netherlands are you actually right now? I'm in a small town called Dutenheim right now. Yeah, uh, no, nah, he's out in the Netherlands. <laughs> As I search for the white dove, I wonder if she searches for me. Or if my hopes of finding her are nothing more than an ill-conceived fantasy. You see, I constantly think about one, yet seem to dream about another, making it almost impossible to visualize myself being with either. Thereby, 